in week one of our supernatural series, you have a stick. For the supernatural to operate in your life, you have to learn to give what is in your hand to God and let Him have control of it. In week two, Dad talked about to have a breakthrough in the supernatural, you've got to change what you profess. You've got to start talking like a champion. You've got to start talking like a winner. You've got to start talking like someone who is operating in the supernatural. In week three, we talked about the lifestyle of living in the supernatural and how Abraham became skillful in what it was that God told him when in the natural it didn't look like he and his wife could have children because of barrenness and age, but because the Word of the Lord spoke to him, he held on to that Word and his hope was in the Word that was spoken, not in his natural circumstance. In week four, last week, we talked about be filled. All that you currently have is not all that God has for you. There is more for you. You just have to go after it. And we spent the, 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 the end of about a four-minute time at the end of service just going after the Lord, saying, God, we want more of you. We want your presence. We want your spirit. We want your glory to manifest in our lives. And then today brings us to week five. Today, what we're going to talk about is going to be the greatest concept of this series. We don't have any blanks to fill out, but you have an awful lot of Bible verses, so you can put notes and stuff in there. Uh, when we read text in the Bible, oftentimes we read it at face value. There's no problem with that, but how the Bible is actually full of different levels of understanding. They say there's actually seven different comprehension levels of the Bible. And whenever you begin to understand the different levels, you understand that what you're reading is more than what you're reading. It's not just reading it at face value. There is something there more that you're understanding. Many times you have experienced this. You have read your Bible. You've read a particular verse 15 times, 20 times, and then all of a sudden you read it one day and that verse comes alive in you. Something changes. You start having thoughts about that verse. That is another level of the Bible that's coming and being revealed to you. And uh, this happened to me this week with this message. I actually wrote an entirely different message because whenever we talk on the supernatural, what is one of the first things that comes to your mind? Maybe not your mind, my mind, is healing, is miracle. That's the supernatural. And that's where we were going to take today's message. But as I began to read the very verse that I was going to piggyback off of, I got the entire message written. I was going back over it. I had read their main verse probably 30 times uh, over the week. And when I read it the 31st, I saw something that I never saw and I began to research it and that's what we're going to talk about today. So we're going to do a little bit of a, a Bible understanding of, uh, of a scripture, but it's going to tie in to the supernatural. Are you ready for this one? Yes. Okay. Are you ready for this one? Yes. We're going to, we're, we're, we're going to, all right, let's look in your outline. Mark chapter 8 is going to be our text that we're going to look at. And they came to Bethsaida, and some people brought to him, Jesus, or they bring him to Jesus, a blind man, and begged him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he had spit on his eyes, he laid his hand on him. We've all heard that verse, right? I don't think anyone's never heard of someone getting spit in their eyes. We've all heard that verse. Okay. Uh, he asked him, meaning Jesus asked him, do you see anything? He's asking the blind man that he just prayed for, do you see anything? 
And in verse 24, it says, And he looked up and said, I see men, but they look like trees walking. It's weird, right? Verse 25, Then Jesus laid hands on his eyes again, and he opened his eyes. His sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. You may have heard pastors or someone you know use this verse to say, even Jesus sometimes takes two times to pray for someone and then be healed. Have you ever heard that a pastor say that? Or maybe, okay, maybe not. Yeah, you have. I've heard that. And basically, uh, that's not right. (laughs) Uh, Whenever God said, let there be light, he didn't say, oops, I made too bright. Let's tone it down a little bit. When Jesus does something, he has the, the ability to do it right the first time. So when Jesus prayed for the blind man, whenever he said, do you see something? Do you think that may have been intentional? Or do you think Jesus couldn't get the man healed? It was very intentional because he had something more important that he wanted to show the blind man. You guys have never heard this before, have you? (laughs) It's going to get so good. Um, All right. Um, What Jesus is trying to teach us is there are two ways for the blind to see. One is the physical eye being opened. Two, is the spiritual eye being opened. The first time that Jesus prayed for the man, He said, I see trees walking around like men. That's not a physical healing. That's a spiritual healing. Then Jesus prayed for the physical. So oftentimes we say, I want the physical healing more than I want the spiritual healing. There is things that we go through that God says, I've got to show you something, but you're more concerned with the physical healing and Jesus is more concerned with the spiritual healing. When Jesus asked the blind man in verse 23, what do you see? The man responded back with, I see men... And they look like trees walking. Whenever you read that verse, you would originally think or possibly think, have you ever been dinged in the head or something and you kind of lost your eyesight for a little bit? It's getting blurry. That is what most people attribute to what he saw was. Oh, he's just, his eyesight's coming back together, so things are just blurry. He's seeing men, but he's seeing the fuzz around them, and that's why he's not understanding exactly what he's seeing. But in reality... That ain't it at all. Uh, There is a huge significance to what the blind man sees and what he says the first time that Jesus prayed for him. The physical healing was amazing, but that was just icing on the cake. We're going to get into something kind of deep here, so you're going to have to follow along. I put all the verses in here so you can understand it really well. But I don't know if you know this. Maybe you do. I asked Adrienne, and she called out one of the verses, so she kind of had an idea. But um, do you know that all throughout the Bible, men are referred to as trees? Uh The the silence tells me. You've probably never connected these dots, and I want to show you something that I I think you're going to love this. This is great. This is great. Okay. Uh, Let's look in Psalms in your outline, chapter 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he will meditate day and night. Verse 3, he is like a planted by streams of water, 
He, as in man, like a tree, so it represents a man, represents the tree, and the tree is planted by streams of water. So he is like a, huh, Psalms 52.8, but I am like a green olive in the house of God. I trust the steadfast love of God forever and ever. I, as in a man, like a must be planted in the house of God and know that as I am planted in the house of the house of God I understand that God's love is for me forever Psalms 92 The righteous will flourish like a palm and grow like a in Lebanon I don't know but I, are you starting to kind of get the gist here uh, a palm or a tree cannot be righteous so he has to be talking about a man. So it says a righteous as in man, a tree can't be righteous. So a man will flourish when they are righteous. But God used a tree as an image for you to understand because if a tree is planted and it stays planted, the deeper the roots grow, the stronger the tree becomes, or we could say the tree becomes more mature as it is planted. And all throughout the scripture, God gives us examples of how we can grow at, in maturity as we are planted like trees. Jeremiah 17. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. Man, here it is again. Verse 8. He is like a tree planted by water. He as in man. A man who trusts in the Lord will be mature. A man like a tree when he is planted, because a tree not planted will be dead and over laying on its side. But if you are planted and you trust the Lord, it will be as if you are planted by water. What does water do for trees? It provides everything it needs to thrive. When the blind man saw men as trees, Jesus was showing him something with his spiritual eyes that his physical eyes could not ever have been able to see. Keep going, Zechariah 4. Then I said to him, what are these two olive on the right and the left of the lampstand? A couple of verses later. Then he said, these are the two anointed ones who stand by the Lord of the whole earth. The trees that Zechariah saw were the anointed men. The men who are anointed who stand in the presence of the Lord. If you are a tree and you are planted, you stand in the presence of the Lord. If you are a tree and you are planted, there is an anointing on your life, Father, that if you are not planted, there is no presence. If the tree, and you're the tree, if you are not planted, do you have any of the seven things we just read? In order for you to flourish, in order for you to be successful, in order for you to, share, to, to uh, uh, have the love of God forever and experience that love, in order for you to be righteous, you have to be planted. One last verse on the top of the outline on the back page. Revelations 11. 
And I will grant authority to two witnesses. They will prophesy for 1260 days, clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of the earth. What's he referring to? Two witnesses. Can a witness be a tree? Can a tree see anything? Two men stand in the presence of the Lord will be given authority on earth. When you are planted, you have the authority of what God has for you on this earth. These are just a few places, and there are many, many more examples. But Zechariah saw trees, and God said those were men. Jesus lays his hands on the blind man, prays for him, and asks, what do you see? He said, I see trees. What happened when Jesus prayed for him? His physical healing didn't manifest immediately, but his spiritual eyes were opened. I'm going to explain that in a bit, but before we do, I want to backtrack a little bit. Mark 8 is what we were reading uh, Verse 22, we're going to look at Mark 8, I put it in your outline, 1 through 10. We're not going to go through the whole story, but Mark 8 through 10, 1 through 10 is the feeding of the 4,000. Uh, we read the story of Jesus feeding the 4,000 with seven loaves and bread, and a, uh, seven loaves of bread and, and a few fish. Then after this supernatural miracle happened, the following verse takes place, Mark 8, 11. The Pharisees came and began to argue with him, seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. Like, think about that. They just saw him feed 4,000 people with seven loaves of bread, and they came back and said, where's the sign from heaven? Spiritual eyes were closed. Then we keep reading in chapter 8. We look at verse 13 in your outline. And he left them, go into the boat again, and he went to the other side. Verse 14. Now they, he's referring to the disciples, had forgotten to bring bread, and they only had one loaf with them in the boat. And Jesus cautioned them, saying, watch out. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. Jesus is not talking about physical bread. He is talking about the teaching of the Pharisees, the teaching of Herod. He said, be careful what you are listening to. What you listen to will cause you to be led astray. What they are saying is not accurate. Matthew 4 says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Here again, we see that bread is a symbol for the word that is spoken. Let's continue to read verse 16. Are you following me? Okay. And they began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread. The disciples are talking to each other, you know, like they're whispering, hey, Jesus is mad at us. We forgot to bring the bread again. We already got in trouble for that once. Like, and you know the one guy who's in the group that's always like the know-it-all? I told you guys to do it. This is the time where he starts talking. I told you you should have brought more bread. I don't know why if you would listen to me, wouldn't be in the situation. Jesus wouldn't be mad at me. And Jesus, understanding, was aware of what he said. Verse 17 said to them, Why are you discussing the fact that we have no bread? Do you not perceive or understand? Are your hearts, having, are your hearts hardened? Verse 18, Having eyes do you not see? What kind of eyes is he talking about? 
There you go, you're getting it. He can't be talking about physical eyes because they can all see. And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember, verse 19, when I broke the five loaves, of the, uh, um, uh, five loaves for the 5,000 and many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? They said to them, 12. And the, and the seven of the 4,000, how many basketfuls of broken pieces did you pick up? And they said to him, seven. He said to them, do you not yet understand? What Jesus is saying is I'm not talking about physical bread. I am a very good baker. I can make my own bread. I am talking about the spiritual bread, the spiritual food that you can eat. Because your eyes have not been opened yet, your spiritual eyes cannot see what I'm trying to show you. People look at something in the natural and see one thing when God is trying to show them something different in the supernatural that contains greater importance. Let me give you a very practical illustration to understand this. Adrienne and I <laughs> can both walk into a store and see a sign and see two different things. When I walk into the store, I see a sign that says 20% off. I think you still have to pay 80%. Adrienne thinks I'm saving 20%. That's a bargain. I got to buy that. Yeah. A few, <laughs> a few weeks ago, we walked into a store and there was a sign that said, buy one. You know where I'm going with this. Get one. Buy one. Get one free. We both saw the same sign, but we didn't read that sign the same way. She read it. If I buy one, I get one. That's free. They are paying me to come in here and shop at their store. I read it. I still have to pay 50% for both of these, and they're still both overpriced. Because if they can afford to give you one for free, they're way overpriced. You see, her eyes are not open yet. <laughs> when your spiritual eyes are open, you now see things the way that God sees them instead of the way your situation sees them. When your physical situation may say a bad doctor's report, your spiritual situation says, Jesus is my source. You may have just gotten letting go from a job and your physical eyes look at it and say, oh my goodness. But what does your spiritual eyes say? What's God say? Jesus has got me. I'm trusting in him. My physical situation is not the first thing that Jesus healed. It was the spiritual situation. What Jesus is trying to show the blind man when he asked him, what do you see? Jesus already knew his physical eyes were not open. Jesus wanted to show him that his spiritual eyes needed to be open so he could see the situation that he was going through the same way that Jesus saw it. And that was a manifested miracle took place. No, oh, you didn't get that. When Jesus prayed for the blind man, the physical manifestation 
did not happen because Jesus said, I've got to show you the spiritual manifestation first. And whenever you grab a hold of the spiritual manifestation of what God wants to do in your life, the physical manifestation is just a byproduct of what's going to happen. The, the priority of God is often the spiritual blinders be lifted off your life. Not, first of all, the physical. But let me say, He wants to heal you. But sometimes your spiritual eyes are so blinded, you've got to go around the mountain and try to figure this thing out again. Let me make sense of that. For the supernatural to take place in your life, you have to have the blinders removed from your life. In other words, God lets you go through things so that you can grow through them so you have a greater dependency upon who He is in your life. And if you don't learn it the first time, He's so gracious, He's going to let you go again. And he's going to let you go again. Because the goal is not that the physical healing manifests. It's the spiritual healing manifests. And whenever the spiritual healing manifests, the physical happens every time. You will be allowed to go around the mountain as many times as what it takes for you to get it. That's not something to brag about either. (laughs) Whenever you look at your life right now. Look at every situation that you're going through and ask, which perspective do I have in this situation? Am I looking for my physical eyes being opened or my spiritual eyes being opened? (laughs) There are spiritual blinders that we have And we have those spiritual blinders because we're focused on the wrong thing. Let's look back to the front of your page. Oh, I just thought of something. Um, Verse 24. He said, I see men, but they look like trees walking. Why? Oh, okay. Why would he say that there are trees walking? Because he sees men that are not planted. If he saw men that were planted, he would have seen their spiritual eyes being opened. But when God showed him the spiritual, the supernatural side, he looked at man and said, the men, women are not planted. So the supernatural eye-opening experience also allowed him to have the perspective of what other people were going through. There are perspectives when you get your spiritual eyes open that you can see into that will give you insight into what other people are going through. And we call that word of knowledge, word of wisdom, the gifts of the Spirit. But what happens is if your spiritual eyes are closed to what God wants to do in your life, you will not see the physical manifestation of the spiritual blessing. Because the trees were not planted, they they couldn't have the nutrients of what the water had to offer. Because the trees were not planted, they could not trust in the steadfast love of God forever. It wasn't the love that God had for them. It was they could not trust the love that they had for God. 
Whenever you are planted, it says you flourish. Whenever you are planted, it says you are blessed. I'm just reading the Bible. It says when you are planted, you're anointed. It says when you are planted, you have authority. So in order for your spiritual eyes to be open, you've got to plant yourself. How do you plant yourself? That would be a good time to say, come back next week and I'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) How do you plant yourself? You've got to get yourself rooted. You've got to get yourself grounded. Where do you ground yourself at? In the Word. Where else? In worship. In prayer. In how you see people. If you're full of bitterness, you can't be planted. If you're full of hate and jealousy, you can't be planted. Because you've got to be in a position to where spiritually your spiritual eyes can be opened. And if you say, you know what, I'm not so sure. You've been talking about the supernatural for four weeks. I say, uh, she's not here to testify or I would have her do it. Um, what was her name? McPherson? Linda. Linda. Um, th- was it three weeks ago, Mom? Three weeks ago, she came to church in pain. Mom called out uh, neck on the right side um, pain. And she didn't know what her issue was. But she was told it was severe, and they were working on it. And she went back to the doctor that next week, and uh, pain was all gone, completely healed. Last week, I'll say something. Um, Last week, mom called out. um, There was going to be a financial blessing within one week. She had no idea that I'd already texted the person that the Lord has put it on my heart to, to give them a certain amount of cash. And it happened before one week. Mom didn't know that. But God did. The supernatural, spiritual eyes are opened. I don't know about you, but I want my spiritual eyes opened. I want to plant myself in the Word. I want to plant myself in prayer and in worship. Whenever we come into church service, uh, we, we have to change up our worship song. That's why we start off with slow. This way, just change up because I, I don't want you to get in the habit of we just do the old same way, the same way. No, the, the goal is to get in the presence of God. The goal is to plant ourselves so that the anointing can open our eyes to see God the way that He sees us. Our lens often is through our eyes. But when you're planted, your spiritual eyes become the lens of what Jesus sees in your situation. So I want you to ask yourself, in all situations that I'm going through, am I planted? Are my spiritual eyes open? Or am I trying to go for my physical eyes? Thank you for tuning in today. For more content like this, visit our website 
www.pathwaychurchok.com to see the variety of ways you can download this content and so much more. It's our pleasure that you would tune in, and we believe that if you take the content you just heard, write down the parts that spoke to you, and work on a plan to apply it, you will not be the same person a year from now. We hope today you can take this content, apply it, share it, let it change you, and you can become all God has called you to become. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll be together again soon. Until then, keep growing.